Good morning and welcome to worship this day as we gather as God's people here for worship shared among our Savior's Lutheran Church. Wherever you are, we are connected in worship today. Welcome to those who are joining us through our OSL podcast, through our YouTube channel, through our radio broadcast. Um, our radio broadcast this morning is sponsored by Hank and Marge Kunkel in memory of Joan Keller and Deanna Applehans. Thank you, Kunkels, for sponsoring that outreach ministry. In preparation for our worship this morning, um, I invite you to light a candle, to gather some bread and wine or juice to celebrate Holy Communion. Today in worship, we will be focusing on healing. There will be included prayers of healing, um, as well as an opportunity for you at home to trace the sign of the cross on your forehead using some oil. We invite you to prepare just a small container of oil. We recommend um, olive oil or vegetable oil work perfectly fine, and you can participate in that healing ritual as a part of our worship service. Uh, we welcome Aaron Hall Rhodes sharing special music with us this morning. And we get to welcome our parish nurses as part of this worship service. Both Becky Kinnear and Amy Whelan are leaders in our worship service as well. We begin our worship with the promises that we belong to God. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, the river of life, the everlasting wellspring, the fire of rebirth. Amen. Joined to Christ in the waters of baptism, we are clothed with God's mercy and forgiveness. Let us now give thanks for the gift of baptism. We give you thanks, O God, for oceans and lakes, for clouds and rain, for dew and snow. Your waters are below us, around us, above us, and our life is born in you. You are the fountain of resurrection. We praise you for your saving and healing waters. Noah and the animals survive the flood. Hagar discovers your well. The Israelites escape through the sea and they drink from your gushing rock. Naaman washes his leprosy away and the Samaritan woman will never be thirsty again. Above all, O oh God, we praise you for the water of baptism and for your word that saves us in this water. Breathe your Holy Spirit into all of creation. Illumine our days, enliven our bones, dry our tears. Wash away the sin within us and drown the evil around us. To you be given honor and glory through Jesus Christ our Lord in the unity of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. We join together in singing our gathering hymn, Healer of Our Every Ill. That is hymn number 612.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. Your Son, Jesus Christ, the great physician, made the broken whole and healed the sick. Touch our wounds, relieve our hurts, and restore us to wholeness of life through the same Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. At this time, we welcome Pastor Sarah and our parish nurse, Becky Kinnear, to share a children's message with us. Good morning. Today in worship, we're talking quite a bit about health and healing. Maybe that seems like a funny thing to be talking about in church, but actually healing and faith go together pretty well. And I have someone here with me who will be able to help us understand how they fit together. This is Becky Kinnear. She is a nurse, one of the parish nurses or community faith nurses that works here at Our Saviors. Good morning, Becky. Good morning, Sarah. So I have to be honest that when I think about health, I usually think about doctors and nurses or maybe medicines that I might have to take. How do faith, or what does faith have to do with health? Well, that's a good question, uh, Pastor Sarah. In the church, uh, we think about faith, obviously, but people get sick. And in health ministry, and for those of us that are faith community nurses, we help people connect their faith and their health together. So um, usually the church it, it takes care of the faith and the health community, uh, the health providers deal with our health. But this is a way to sort of bring it together and um, help them see the connection between those two. And uh, uh, healthcare providers use many things like a thermometer to help you see how well you are. Like during this pandemic, they use that. They use um, 
band-aids or, or bandages if you break a bone or uh, have it cut. So we interface with them to help, um, to help bring that together so that people, while they're healing, we can be of help to them too. Becky, I know that sometimes people get sick um, and that they don't get better. So how does that work? What does our faith have to say about that? Well, in the church, we, we have prayers every Sunday and we pray for healing for people. And we also think about um, in our, our bodies, we're made up of body, mind and spirit. And when we pray, we often think about praying about a body. Uh, that our body will heal. For example, that we will get better from an illness, that our bone will heal. But when we think about it, we are a whole. We are body, mind, and spirit. So when we pray for healing, it really takes in a lot more than just our body. It takes in our um, mind and spirit. So if we pray for healing and the body doesn't seem to be getting better or even the person dies, it's not saying that healing isn't taking place. Maybe uh, there was a relationship or people getting along together that needed healing. Maybe um, the person needs strength to get through, their family needs it. There are just many ways that healing can take place that we don't even see. So praying for healing is a wonderful thing to do. So I, I know that one of the ways that healing, that God helps provide healing is through doctors and nurses, like you mentioned, and mental health professionals and caregivers. God works through them to help bring health and healing to our body. And so you're saying that we also, in addition to our bodies, some of the healing that happens is through prayer and to, to pray for our mental well-being and for our spiritual well-being as well. Um, does the Bible have anything to say about that or, or what does the Bible say about that? Well, I brought my Bible along and um, I know that today in, uh, in worship we're going to be hearing a story about Jesus healing, but actually the Bible contains many, many stories of healing and when we visit people and um, that are, that are ill, we are able to share some of those stories and, mm -hmm. and show how Jesus healed. And there are many comforting words that are in the Bible. So it's where we start. Yeah. Well, I know when I'm not feeling well, I have a lot of stories that I like to turn to passages in the Bible that I like to read that make me feel better. Um, so not only did um, Jesus heal people, but I know um, in, in the Bible, especially in the book of Acts, the book um, of Acts tells us how the church was also involved in this healing ministry of Jesus. Jesus commissioned the disciples to go out and to continue his work. Um, and we see how that plays out in the early church, how the church helped to take care of and uh, take care of the sick. Um, so I'm kind of wondering, Becky, how we here at OSL have been involved in and continue that healing ministry of Jesus. You already mentioned that we sometimes share Bible stories with people. Um, are there other ways that we here at OSL have been helping um, do the work of healing, carrying on Jesus's work? Well, I have a couple of things here that I want to share with you that uh, real specific things that we uh, do for people when they're ill. Uh, they could be ill in terms of being sick, but they could also be very sad if they've lost a loved one. So uh, this is something you've probably mm. seen around church. We have them in the friendship room and they're called prayer shawls. And this one is a beautiful 
a beautiful one that was crocheted by one of our members, that we give the, these then to our members uh, as a reminder that they've been prayed for. So when someone is knitting or crocheting, they, we say they uh, knit prayers into, into the prayer shawl. Cool. So this is something that they can put on their lap as a blanket or around their shoulders. And it's just a reminder and people find this very comforting. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing, sometimes if we, when we go to, uh, to visit people in the hospital, we can't take a big prayer show. They might be in intensive care or something. And we have these little things, we call them pocket prayers. Mm. And they're just like a tiny prayer shawl. So they can, there's the size, they could put it in their pocket or somewhere. And there's a, there's a cross on it that if they aren't able to see, they can feel the cross. So this is another reminder of God's love and our love for them. And uh, another thing that we've just been doing recently during the pandemic mm. is uh, to, to share our lo God's love with others is we've been making uh, um, face masks. We've been sewing face masks and I have one here um, and also the little ear savers that go behind but we have given out about 1800 of these in the community uh, to healthcare facilities and um, uh, the, uh, hospitals and um, nursing homes and all kinds of places. Now we're helping out the schools so that's another way we're sharing our love. Okay. Well, I brought a couple of things with me too because I, that I use um, when I'm um, participating in some of our healing ministry. I brought um, a little thing here. I don't know if you can see it. It's just a small little container, but it's a little container of oil. Um, and we use this um, sometimes when um, we have a healing service um, at church like we're going to have today, or sometimes um, people ask for special healing prayers and we might go and use this oil and you just rub your finger on it and then we might trace the sign of the cross on their hand or sometimes on their forehead um, as a reminder and you can kind of feel that oil on your hand and then it's a reminder of those healing prayers and of Jesus's presence especially when you um, trace the shape of the cross a reminder of Jesus's presence with you. I also brought um, something that really is part of our healing ministry too and, um, and it's this this is a communion kit. So every week in worship, we share communion with each other when we're um, able to gather. Um, but there have always been people, not just during the pandemic, but um, at all times when people are sick and they can't be present with us in worship and they aren't able then to receive communion. And so we have members of our health team, um, the pastors and our community faith uh, or our, excuse me, our faith community nurses um, and members of our care team who go out and make sure that all people are able to receive um, God's gift of um, presence in, in the meal of Holy Communion. So we share God's presence with them through this meal. Um, Becky, not everybody can knit or crochet. Not everybody is able um, to help bring communion to some of our members. I'm wondering if there are other things that we do, maybe things that some of our younger members can do to help um, stay connected or participate in the healing ministry of our saviors. Uh, that's a good question because I think there's a place for everyone to help with uh, health ministry at our saviors. And during the pandemic, uh, we know that people in nursing homes and assisted livings aren't able to have visitors mm -hmm. or very, very rarely, and they can feel pretty lonely. So we, uh, we have a list of all the people in our congregation that are in care facilities and a way to uh, their address or a way to email mm -hmm. them 
And so if you, if anyone would like to, they can get that list and, and send a note of encouragement, thinking of you. Uh, you, could, you could draw a picture mm -hmm. and, and send that along. But it would be very, very appreciated because our, our, uh, our elderly right now are feeling pretty lon lonely and uh, isolated. Okay. I think um, we'll make sure that our Children, Youth, and Family Director, Denise, has a copy um, of that list. So if any of our Sunday school families out there are interested in sending a note or drawing a picture, we'll be able to help connect you with our folks that are in some of those um, nursing homes or um, assisted living facilities. Becky, I just want to say thank you very much for joining me this morning, for helping us understand all of the ways in which our faith and health are connected. I think it's probably time for me to head back into the sanctuary um, as we continue with our worship service. We continue our worship with our first reading as we welcome our parish nurse, Amy Whelan. The first reading for this Sunday, the 11th Sunday after Pentecost, is from Psalm 13. How long, O Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all day long? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord, my God. Give light to my eyes, or I will sleep the sleep of death. And my enemy will say, I have prevailed. My foes will rejoice because I am shaken. But I trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. Word of God and word of life. Thanks be to God. We join together in singing our gospel acclamation. Now we do so. <laughs> Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. After Jesus had left that place, he passed along the Sea of Galilee, and he went up to the mountain where he sat down. Great crowds came to him, bringing with them the lame, the maimed, the blind, the mute, and many others. They put them at his feet, and he cured them, so that the crowd was amazed when they saw the mute speaking the maimed whole, the lame walking, and the blind seeing, and they praised the God of Israel. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Beloved of God, grace and peace to you in the name of Jesus, our Savior. Amen. I invite you to take a deep breath and now let it out. And one more time. And if a sigh escapes from your lips, that's okay too. One of the advantages of our virtual worship is that no one will hear that sigh. There's an old comedy sketch that features Carol Burnett and Robin Williams entitled The Funeral. In the sketch, Carol plays a grieving widow who is greeting mourners at her husband's funeral. 
Robin Williams arrives to express his condolences, and when Carol thanks him for coming, he launches into his bit about how much he will miss the deceased. Eventually, the two sit down on a couch, and he asks Carol if she would like to keen. To keen means to cry out in sorrow or grief. Carol says no, and once again thanks him for coming, but Robin Williams doesn't pick up on the social cue that it's time for him to leave. And so he goes on. Eventually, after a small argument, Robin convinces Carol to give Keening a try. They start together softly and slowly. Just a sigh, really, at first. But just as soon as she starts, she can't stop, and the soft sigh grows louder into a full-throated, sobbing wail. As I said, it's a comedy sketch, and it is played brilliantly by the two comedians. But in addition to making us laugh, the sketch reminds us of a truth about human existence. And that is, there are times in our life that call for lament, that call for a full-throated cry of grief or pain. The loss of a spouse or a parent or a sibling or a dear friend are surely such occasions. So too is a life-altering diagnosis, the loss of a job, the breakdown of a relationship, between family members or friends. So too is living through a pandemic and all of its health and economic and social consequences. Times like these call for a good lament. The biblical writers knew this too, knew that at times the intense suffering they were experiencing could only be borne by an equally intense cry or prayer. They understood that there was something incongruous between the depth of their pain and suffering and the very nature and impulses of the Lord who claims to be a God that is gracious and merciful, abounding in love and faithfulness. The largest category of psalms in the Bible are lament psalms. They make up over a third of all the psalms in the Psalter. That tells us something about human existence and our need to have good and faithful ways to pray in the midst of trouble. These psalms give voice to the outrage between our lived experience and God's gracious intentions for us and for the world. Most of these psalms begin with some kind of cry to God. The Hebrew of Psalm 13 that Amy Whelan read for us this morning begins with an alliteration that sounds quite a bit like a sigh. Ad ana Adonai, how long, O Lord? In others, the situation is so dire that the psalmist cuts to the chase, save me, O God, for the waters have risen up to my neck. It's like they are saying, I'm drowning down here, do something. Others offer God a rich description of the situation. From Psalm 6, I am weary with my moaning. Every night I flood my bed with tears. I drench my couch with weeping. Or this haunting description from Psalm 102. I have become like a vulture in the wilderness, like an owl among the ruins. I eat ashes like bread and mix my drink with tears. Still others point the finger at God. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
I am poured out like water and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My mouth is dried up like a potsherd and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death. We might wonder where the psalmists find their chutzpah to talk to God in such a way, but it's not really chutzpah at all. Such prayer comes out of a close relationship between the prayer and God. The psalmists are not praying to some far off or distant deity, but to a God who is close by, to a God that they know and a God who knows them. The psalmist knows deep in his bones that God really is gracious and merciful because God has been so throughout his life and for generations beforehand. And so now in the moment of her deep distress, it is only natural that she turns again to God, relying on the relationship that has seen her through all such moments in her life. She knows that lament, even the temper tantrum kind of lament, is really the first step in the healing process. Often, one of the first signs of hope or of deliverance or healing or rescue or salvation in the Old Testament and in the Gospels is the notice that God has heard the cry of God's people or that God has remembered God's people or seen their suffering. Think of all the times in the Gospels when Jesus is walking along with the disciples and he sees someone in need sitting by the roadside or in a tree, or he hears the voice of one who is sick calling out to him, Lord, have mercy on me. Good news usually follows such notices. Not that it always follows quickly or at least as quickly as we would like, but it does come Weeping may linger for the night, but joy comes in the morning, writes the psalmist. Sometimes a night is just a night, but sometimes night lasts a season or even a generation. For those gathered on the Galilean hillside with Jesus, healing came quickly in an afternoon, a sign of what awaits us all when the fullness of God's reign is experienced. For the thief on the cross, healing came only after his death, when in paradise he rested beside Jesus. And almost never does healing mean a return to what was. In fact, the Bible insists God's work is always a new work, a work that transforms the old. God will heal our wounds, bind up our sores, ease our suffering, but that doesn't mean we will be exactly the same as before, that our life will return to normal. The psalmist praises God for making war to seize, but he, she, does so while surveying the desolation of the landscape brought about by war. For Jesus, Healing came with the resurrection, but still his body bore the scars of Good Friday. A life-altering diagnosis is just that, life-altering. Healing will happen as God joins your journey, as Jesus turns aside to sit vigil with you through the night. 
your world may look and feel different, but the one thing that does not change is that God will still be with you, helping you to navigate the new reality. Joy will come in the morning, even if we can't yet see the dawn. The, psalmist, the psalms of lament almost never end in lament, but rather in a chorus of praise. I will sing a new song to the Lord, or I will tell of God's wonderful deeds, or happy are those whose God is the Lord. This is how lament ends. We almost never get to hear the details of what happened, of how God resolved the situation, brought about healing or delivered from harm. But what is clear is that the psalmist's cry of lament was met by a receptive God who is as outraged by our plight as we are and who will stop at nothing to remedy the situation, to make us and the world well and whole again. When night comes, when we find ourselves in the depths of despair, when disease or disaster has overtaken us, or when sin leaves us feeling broken, we, like the generations before us, can cry out to God, confident that the not yet visible dawn is on the horizon. Be still and know that I am God. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge, wrote the psalmist. Or in the words of Jesus to his disciples, I am with you always to the end of the age. May it be so. Amen. Our worship continues as we sing together our hymn for this day, How Long, O Lord, hymn number 698.
many as a sign of the reign of God come near and sent the disciples to continue this work of healing with prayer, with the laying on of hands, and with anointing. In this time of pandemic, we cannot be together to carry out this ministry as usual. Instead, we invite you to lay hands on those gathered with you and to dip your fingers in the oil and trace the sign of the cross on your forehead or in your palm. In the name of Christ, the great healer and reconciler of the world, let us entrust to God all who are in need of healing. Let us pray. Father in heaven, for Jesus' sake, send your Holy Spirit upon your servants. Drive away all sickness of body and spirit. Make whole that which is broken. Deliver all from the power of evil and preserve us all in true faith to share in the power of Christ's resurrection and to serve you with all the saints now and forevermore. Amen. If you have yet to make that sign of the cross on your forehead or in your palm, I invite you to do so now. We join our hearts and minds together in prayer this morning as our parish nurse, Amy Whelan, leads us in this time of prayer. Confident of your care and helped by the Holy Spirit, we pray for the church, the world, and all who are in need. Lord, you called the church to take part in the healing ministry of Jesus Christ, the great physician. As Jesus cared for and attended to the sick and those in need, open your church to hear and minister to the cries of those who are hurting. Lord, in your mercy. Creator God, you caused the earth to sprout and bloom and the waters to teem with life. Save ecosystems and exploitation. Protect forests and wild places from overdevelopment. Relieve waters choked by garbage. Renew soils stripped of nutrients. Refresh the air all creatures need to live. And heal the scars caused by industrial overuse of the Earth's resources. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Restoring God, the nations come to you for healing, and you turn no one away. Bring reconciliation to places now divided by war or hostility. Protect and aid those countries ravaged by disease. Make your face shine upon all with your healing grace and love. Lord, in your mercy. Merciful God, by the wounds of your son, we are healed. Encourage those whose hearts are broken and whose hope is vanished. Grant recovery to those who are sick, strength to the weak, and comfort to those who mourn, especially Deb Johnson, Scott Mason, Alice Kennedy, Carolyn Barnhart, Marilyn Lee, and all those in care facilities, nursing homes, independent living, group homes, and those isolated in their own homes. Lord, in your mercy. Almighty God, source of all knowledge, give skill, wisdom, and compassion to physicians, nurses, 
certified nursing assistants, social workers, dietitians, and all staff that are called to practice the art of healing. Strengthen them by your spirit so that the health of all people may be promoted. Lord, in your mercy. Sustaining God, give gentleness and patience to family members and friends of all who are suffering. Take from them all fears and help them put their trust in you. Lord, in your mercy. Loving God, in joy you give us each other to be partners in our journey through life. By your grace, strengthen Maddie and Josh Drager, who were married yesterday, to practice patience, kindness, and gentleness with each other. Fill them with your love and keep them faithful to each other and to you, Lord, in your mercy. In the certain hope that nothing can separate us from your love, we offer these prayers to you through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The peace of the Lord be with you always. And also with you. I invite you to share a sign of God's peace if you're gathered with others for worship this morning. As we share that sign of peace with you, with one another. We thank you for all the ways in which you support our ongoing ministry. Thank you for your continued generosity as we all are called to the work of Jesus to continue that work of healing and hope in the world. Thank you for the ways that you help others in need in our community. Thank you for the ways that you support our ongoing ministry here at our Savior's Lutheran Church. Your support is vital as we continue together to follow in the ways and work of Jesus. We welcome your offering to OSL and our shared ministry. You are invited to send your offering to our church office through the mail or use our online giving option. You can find that right on our website at oslme.com. You are welcome now to think intentionally about the ways in which God calls you to use your unique gifts to be generous in and for our world as we sing together our offertory, Let the Vineyards Be Fruitful. and life. All creation is yours and your faithfulness is as firm as the heavens. Water and word, wine and bread, these are signs of your abundant grace. Nourish us through these gifts that we might proclaim your steadfast love in our community and in the world. Through Jesus Christ, our strength and our song. Amen. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, 
gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to the disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. And again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for the remembrance of me. Gathered into one by the Holy Spirit, let us pray as Jesus taught us. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Here in this meal, we share a sign of God's love, grace, and healing for us and for the world. I invite you now to share this meal with those you are gathered with or to receive this gift of Holy Communion yourself. This is the body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. As you share communion this morning, we hear a gift of special music by Erin Hall Rhodes. She will be playing Arwen's Vigil.
the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ strengthen you and keep you in his grace. Amen. Let us pray. God of welcome and grace, in this meal we have feasted on your goodness and have been united by your presence among us. Empower us to go forth sustained by these gifts so that we may share your passionate, fierce, and neighborly love with all through Jesus Christ, the giver of abundant life. Amen. As you are sent forth into the rest of this day, go forth with this promise and blessing. Remember neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. God the Creator, Jesus the Christ, and the Holy Spirit the Comforter bless you and keep you in eternal love. Amen. I brief you now, the ministers of OSL, with a few reminders. An invitation that morning prayer continues on Wednesday mornings with fellowship beginning at 8.45 a.m. and prayer time beginning at 9 a.m. That morning prayer takes place via Zoom. If you're interested in joining in that fun, please contact Pastor Sarah and she'll send you the link so you can be part of that prayer time. I believe it's about 15 minutes, 20 minutes or so of gathering time for folks. All are welcome. It is that time of year again that the women in action are in need of supplies for the school kits that they assemble. You will find a list of those needed supplies in the copy of our August newsletter, our August scope. So please consider picking up a few items on your next trip out. That August scope can be found on our website um, as well as sent out all via email or in print. So you can find that list on our website and if you're having trouble finding the list, just contact our church office and we will get it in your hands. You can then um, drop those supplies off at our church office at any time. We are also preparing for virtual Sunday school for this fall. And we have an invitation for you. If you would be willing or interested in reading a Bible story and recording yourself on video um, for then our Sunday school students to be able to experience some different faces telling those stories, um, we invite you to please contact Pastor Sarah. We would love to invite a few more folks into that meaningful ministry. I remind you as well that if there is a prayer concern you have, um, if you would wish to visit with one of your pastors or your parish nurses, please reach out to us. We are here for you. And all of our contact information can be found on our website, of course, at oslme.com. We conclude our worship this day with our sending hymn, Lord Jesus, You Shall Be My Song, hymn number 808.
Christ is with you. Thanks, Thanks be, be to God. God.